I'm back. Welcome to the new and improved double A. I am back from vacation and I apologize for, you know, just not bringing up live sports. I know mainly this podcast is supposed to be that, but at the same time, you guys got some great content. Especially with the theme week last week. And I love those theories. I honestly, honestly feel like I'm a philosopher with those uh, with those theories. And I hope that you have taken away something from it. Feel like that you could make your own theory based on what I said. Or have that kind of same track. And also you had other episodes. And if you did not uh, hear them. I was about to say see them. Please go check them out. But today, because I've been away for a while and not having talked about sports in the fashion of recency in terms of like you know like like news and updating you that's what i'm going to do today so let's get right right into it um the first thing i really wanted to discuss is just nba and i'm going to really be quick when it comes to some of these things because we do have a, a lot to get into it's not just nba it's not just NFL. It's it, it, there's it, there's a lot, there, there's a lot. So with basketball, the main thing I just took away over the last few weeks is that the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors are hot right now. Phoenix was on that huge winning streak. I think it went up to 19 games, uh, beating the Warriors at home, and then they faced the Warriors uh, in Golden State, and they they lost. Uh, that could have been their 20th. But right now, as the standings are, the way that I see them, Phoenix is in first place, and Golden State is in second. Now, I also do want to just mention that if you are not following the NBA, that's okay. Uh, I really do think that if it, you really should start watching once the second round of playoffs have begun. Uh, you, typically, what happens with, with when it comes to me. When it comes to like stuff that goes on for a little bit of a while. Now baseball I might have to do. Because one may be part of my job. Two because of fantasy. And don't get me wrong. I actually do play fantasy basketball. But it's for baseball. You want you care about how the team does. When a pitcher. When you have a league that has wins. For example as a category. That, uh, that you could get points for. In basketball. You don't care that the team wins or not. You just care about the stat line. And. Having a player's individual stat line is way easier to achieve in basketball than baseball, even with the equivalent amount of talent. So with basketball, I'm like, just if I really am going to watch it and then really like pay attention to it, it's mostly going to be during the playoffs, right? And also hockey, same thing, 82, 82 games for each of them. And the fact that I, I, even though I do play fantasy basketball, and I do play. Um, I I did play fantasy hockey. The, having the teams win doesn't necessarily mean a lot. Football, you can you can make the same argument like, well, the team doesn't need to win. That that is that is very true. Uh, but more often than not, when you have a defense or uh, when you have a quarterback, most of the time, if they do really well, most of the time they do win. Like, I mean, you can't expect defense to give up 30 points and have them get over 12 points in fantasy. So, there is a little bit. It goes hand-in-hand a little bit. And then baseball, like I said, with pitchers, it's very, very important. And saves also when it comes to a closer. But that's not that's not why I wanted to talk about that. The point is, is just to update you that the Western Conference looks solid at the top. You know, Phoenix, Golden State, the Jazz. Eastern Conference, yes, you do still have, you know, Brooklyn, uh, and I think they're going to run away with it. Like, as uh, I said last year, um, and I know you guys didn't hear me last year, but I know some of you know me and also know me as a Bucks fan, that it just per- made perfect sense to me that Brooklyn was not, go- uh, not going to win a title in their first season together because they had to have some time to to gel right and now that they have that uh, they had that time last year now it seems like they're just going to be clicking on and, and they have i mean patty mills has done well in the absence of joe harris um absence as well as uh you know james harden it seems like he's healthy er kevin durant's still playing like kevin durant 
uh, and then just the other guys that are there, you know, I, I heard, uh, James Johnson, and like I said, Patty Mills, and, um, uh, Paul Millsap is in there, here and there, LaMarcus Aldridge is still there, like, guys, you're like, oh, you know, they're kind of done, no, not, not necessarily, um, now, I'm not sure it's gonna be playoff worthy without Kyrie Irving, uh, and let's see what the Sixers do if, if they really do decide, oh yeah, okay, now we actually have a package for Ben Simmons, which, again, I've always felt like Malcolm Brogdon was enough, or C.J. McCollum was enough, but still, uh, there's, uh, the East, the Eastern Conference, I would say, again, is a bit weaker than the West, I'm, t- I'm talking about in terms of just talent, maybe the record doesn't show that, but just purely talent, and I would definitely say that when the playoffs come, I would definitely be more intrigued with the Western Conference, just, uh, the fact that it's going to go 6 or 7, and then in the Eastern Conference, you might just have more unpredictability. You might have a few more upsets there. But so I just wanted to update you. It, it's mid, It's not necessarily mid-late through. It's close. But it just just to keep, it just keep your eyes open towards the end of um, the basketball season. Because I just remembered you also have the play-in tournament. To which I'm not a huge fan of. I get it. There's revenue involved, playoffs, you know, whatever. Um, but but still, you're not missing a whole lot right now with basketball. Other than I guess, I guess you could say Steph Curry with that three point record and records are being uh, broken um, almost you know every every season. Right? There's always something that uh, that a player is close to achieving. But yeah, he he he's also one of the hottest players. Right now, MVP worthy uh, could be his third, and he's almost thirty-four years old. It's unbelievable, and it's really, it really does seem like that he can really go down as one of the best players of all time, like a top fifteen, top twenty player, because it seems like no, it seems like no one's going to catch up to that three-point mark and you might say well a lot of people are going to be shooting three-pointers they might do it every single attempt but here's the thing Steph Curry no matter the era in which he was drafted in he still shot a lot of three-pointers which is going to be the same thing for now and years to come my thing is that what makes him stand that he, he did it so efficiently right and effortlessly so sure you're going to have Steph Curry like shooters but are they going to do it as well as him for a long period of time? And the only argument you can make against me is just a matter of health. Because he did miss a lot of games last season. And probably even during his first few years with Golden State with the ankle. Because he does have a chronic ankle problem. But he's been relatively healthy this year. And he's been relatively healthy throughout his entire career. So I, And also you have to say this too. Not even just with the three-pointers. But he's he's been the core piece of a dynasty right so i'm not sure if any now you, you even let's say a player does hit more three points in their career than steph curry does how many titles have they won compared to him and it seems very much that they're in the conversation to win his fourth so just keep your eye on that if if you want to get involved with the nba right now or a little bit later so kyle don't talk about a lot with college football but now you but now you have the college football playoff you have a lot when it comes to the coaching changes all throughout the NCAA and I'm and I'm just I'm not a huge fan of college football I never have been but it just seemed interesting to me it it, it really has when I was on occasion like wait 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 this guy is he, he why is he leaving you know or um or when it came to the college football play, I'm like, yes, Cincinnati. Like, so I just want to update you if you, in, in case you missed it. And that's really, again, what this episode is for. That if um, if you if you haven't been paying attention the last few weeks, I'm here to basically update you. And I'm basically kind of updating myself in a, on, in a whole recap. So let me get into the games here of um, if I can... If I can, like, you know, remember Alabama, one seed. I, I'm, I'm still very surprised that they beat Georgia the way that they did. Because, honestly, I, 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 they should have lost against Auburn the week before. And that would have really taken them out of the conversation. 
But because they beat Georgia, I don't think that Auburn game really mattered. I think it did matter for seeding, though. If Auburn did win against Alabama, I don't think they would have been the one seed. Maybe Michigan would have been the one seed. But still, if you don't know, and I'm not going to say about what ifs, we really don't have time for that. Cincinnati is the poor seed. They are going to play the one seed Alabama. To which then, you number three Georgia is facing number two Michigan. So I have the lines here, and just so you know, it's not going to be to a while. Uh, so I think it's near, uh, not Christmas, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, I think it's New Year's Eve. Should be interesting, right? A way to, to cap off 2021. So the line says 13 half for Alabama. I'm not sure if I'm going to take the, the line. I might take Cincinnati plus 13 and a half because Alabama has won some close games this year. Like, they have not been that dominant. You could say they've been dominant when they needed to be, like against Georgia, but they've been those games that they almost blew, like Florida and then Auburn, like I said. So, I, I don't, if I'm really going to game, I might take the points with Cincinnati, but Alabama's going to win. I mean, they just have more experience. You could say, oh, boy, about the motivation factor, everyone doubted us. The fact that Cincinnati made it is probably good enough for them. And then again, like I said, Auburn, just a whole lot of talent. They've been there. Nick Saban's been there. He's one of the, he's probably the greatest coach in, in college football history. Like, you just cannot go against Alabama. Everything goes their way. And I am not going to doubt that whatsoever. So then you have Georgia against Michigan. And I'm just going to take Georgia. Only because I'm very surprised that Michigan has made it this far. And the two seed. It seems like a fluke to me. And now it seems like that they're going to get... um, um, They're going to get back on earth. Right? They're going to come back on earth. If I remember, they have one or two losses... Michigan, Georgia only has one. I really do think that this this is Georgia's year. I really do. I and, and they're favored by seven and a half. Again, I'm I'm not too sure if I would take the line or not because I can still see this being a close game as well. I mean, it's the college football playoff. I I know. Um, I forget it was last year, two years ago. Uh, Alabama, Oklahoma. It really wasn't that much of a close game, but during the second half, it, it became to be a little closer. You know, and I forget if that's with Baker or Kyler, but but still, or I don't think it was Jalen, but he, but either way, again, like like I said, doesn't matter with the close the game, who's gonna win the game, and I'm just going with the more experienced, the one with more talent, the one who I trust more. I just do not trust Michigan. I'm just the fact that I'm so surprised that they're there. I'm not sure they can sustain it one, even one more game. So I'm going with Georgia. And then Alabama versus Georgia. I'm taking Georgia. Revenge game. You play against them twice. I know that Alabama's had Georgia's number. I know that. Maybe it's because I just want Georgia. right? And I always feel like you know everything does go Alabama's way. But it really does seem like this is Georgia's year. The people on that team know it's their year. They, they know they cannot let down their fan base. And they cannot uh, ha- make themselves a joke. In the whole NCAA, and they gotta, and they know they gotta take care of business, and they also, you know, I really do think that they were humbled by that loss to Alabama, and now having that moment, realizing, okay, we're, now we're kind of back on track because we're not, we're not on clouds, we're back on the ground, and this is our time. We gotta do something. We got some of us. This is our last season, right? And this is, and this could be our last season that we're this good because you don't know injuries happen, controversies, movements across the portal, or coaches moving. This this is our last season together. We know we're the best in the country. Now we just gotta play like it. So I really do like Georgia winning the whole thing. Now again, like I said, that's probably me talking rather than actually thinking who is gonna win. It's probably more so who I want to win. But like I said, it's I really I really do feel confident in um in Georgia winning the whole thing. Even though like 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 I said, I, I would probably come back to bite me. I'm not great at predicting, um, predict, especially even college football. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even that great with with college football. 
uh, now you now you're starting to get into what else happened with college football because it was a little bit quiet last 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 week. Um, other when it comes to like games and stuff like that, but you got coaching changes, and this is big, really really big. And before I even get into what changes actually happened, let me just say this: the money that these guys are getting might incline some of NFL coaches to go to college. And I saw an article on ESPN basically laying that out. And I'm just I'm just I'm just like it makes sense. If money's a motivator for someone and I know that in the NFL they don't release the salaries, but a mid I think they said that someone in college football is making the same money as a mid tier guy right and if the salaries keep going up in the NCAA football they're going to make more money than a mid-tier like in, in like the 15th best coach you might have the 16 17 15 14 coaches go to the uh, to the college level to make more money it the money is rising in the NFL I'm not sure it is or not and coaches are, are, are valuable you know like Bill Belichick I think said like valued at so much money because you had to take into account the value of the team and then the, and the amount of wins that they get. And, of course, the head coach plays into all that, especially with Belichick also being his own general manager. And I think he's the only one, if I remember, in the NFL at least. In the NBA, you might have one or two head coaches that are um, general managers. But still, the fact of the matter is, is that these guys are making so much. I think I'd go around like nine or ten million, right? And it's just, it's it's so unbelievable to think that you might have pro guys going to the college instead of vice versa. It's supposed to be vice versa, but it's it's just it's 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 unbelievable with uh, with the money and how they get it. And, you know, like there's just so much money. In college, and it seems like there's a lot, a lot more so in college football. So it's it's um <laughs> it's 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 funny, man. It really it, it really it, maybe funny is not the right word, but still, um, it's it's just man, I, I I'm almost speechless. You know, and me being speechless is really hard to do. So let's get into the college carousel, as I think they call it. Um, I I do definitely. Actually, you know what? I, I let's just start here. All right. So the one that really caught my attention, the reason why I had to bring this up, is Lincoln Riley. Right. He goes to USC. I don't know why he wants to leave Oklahoma. I I mean, what's the difference between USC and Oklahoma? You could say the history. You know, you got Reggie Bush, Matt Leonard, uh, Lenart, maybe the lefty quarterback. You, Sam Darnold, in which he didn't do USC any justice, really. But I do think that there is a, uh, also a factor of just big market swagger. You know, it is in Los Angeles. Uh, Oklahoma is, you know, in the kind of like the Midwest South, even if you in the southwest, if you really want to go that far into specifics, and he and he was just like, I'm not getting it done here, you know, or maybe he just wanted the challenge, or maybe it was the money. So whatever, or maybe he's from there for all I know. But either way, um, that's a big one. That was really a big one, and from what I remember correctly, is uh, Brett Venable. Is replacing him at Oklahoma, so that's going to be. I, don't, I think they take a step back, and I know that there's a lot of transfers uh, going on based on this. You also have a lot of recruits, a lot of mayhem based on these church uh, coaching changes. And I know I I only mentioned one, but even just Lincoln Riley, you had like, oh, you know, I don't want to go to Oklahoma now, and you can't blame them. You can't play, and that's kind of like the sad part. Like you're going to a place because this this guy recruited you, right? And then all of a sudden he changes his mind; he's gone. You gotta change your mind too. 
I mean, you could still go to the same school that that you verbally agreed to. That's fine. But is it the same school without that person? Most of the time, it's not. So, again, like like I said, there's a whole lot of mayhem going on. Um, dealing with the transfers, dealing with the uh, recruits based on all these coaching changes, especially with... Um, with Oklahoma and USC, a lot of people are going to want to play for Lincoln Riley. They want to go to the NFL. He's a good coach for that. Quarterback whisperer, and that was he was the first domino to fall for coaching carousels and also recruits and transfers and all that. So another another one that really struck me was Notre Dame. You know, uh, Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, and it's just unbelievable. To me, he said, basically on the lines like, "I am most likely not leaving here. Most likely." Marcus Freeman, their own defensive corner, stayed, became the head coach. Good for him. But Brian Kelly going to LSU is a huge deal. Huge, huge, huge deal. Does make his life easier. Right, you had some strengths there, uh, and, and 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 don't get me wrong. Don't take me for a college football expert. Okay, I'm telling you why here. Okay, so I'm like a secondary source. I really don't like follow like that much of it. But you're, so you could even call me a try something source. And I sound smart. Don't get me wrong. Like, but I really like this was fascinating to me. It really is fascinating. All the movements and you know it's it's almost like a game within the game, right? Like not care about the on the field, but you have a lot of off the field drama, and you know we all love drama at some point. So yes, it makes his life easier because you had like academic restraints at Notre Dame. You had to hit a certain GPA to to stay on the team, be on the team, etc. And also the talent is also way way better down south. Because people want to be closer to home, and now he he has a tre- treasure trove of um, of assets to play with, right? Those closer to to him, also a lot of famous athletes went to LSU. I know I know some also went to Notre Dame, but I mean, come on, LSU is more popular than than Notre Dame. Even though Notre Dame has a definitely, they have a, a great prestige, uh, great like legacy factor in there. But the one thing that kind of like makes me a little bit disappointed is that that he never won a national championship at Notre Dame. You feel like he did. You feel like he's a great head coach. He's been to the college football playoff, but to me that's not enough. You got to win the national championship, and he did not do that. So the fact that he didn't do it with Notre Dame, I'm not sure. I don't think Freeman's going to do it. If Kelly didn't, he could win at LSU. Maybe he said this is my chance to win it. But I feel like there was such a good, close connection together, those two, and Brian Kelly and uh, Notre Dame, that I I wanted it to work to where it it reaped the benefits, and it just didn't. It just didn't. so it's unfortunate, but um, but yeah, it, it it is what it is. He's gonna try to get one now. He's gonna try to get one now. So then you got Oregon and Miami. The last two that I'm gonna be discussing, and there's a whole lot more. If you if you want to check out the more of uh, the carousel, yeah, definitely do. But with with Oregon, Mario Cristobal leaves to Miami, replacing Manny Diaz. And in comes Dan Lanning, the Georgia defensive coordinator, one of the best defenses in the country. Comes in to Oregon, and Oregon had the highest expectations. They basically choked. I don't know. I don't know why. Like they kept losing against Utah, you know, to even win the Pac-12. <laughs> I was like, hopefully this guy can fix it for them. They deserve to be in the college football playoff, or at least one Pac-12 team does and hopefully he can bring them to that and then of course at some point national championship because even Marcus Mariota couldn't even do that it's a shame it, it, it is really a shame with uh that was before the college football player Marcus Mariota against James Winston 
in the national championship. But still, it, it, it's just a whole lot of movement. Mario goes to uh, goes to Miami. Is Miami relevant again? I don't think so. With Oregon, do they take the next step? I'm not sure. So, really, the college football, I just wanted to get into some, uh, some of the biggest moves. Uh, and, and, again, when it comes to most of this, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. And I kind of, like, just tell you what I hear. With Miami, with Oregon, there's not a lot that, that I know of. Other than Miami has really struggled, um, especially with their days since uh, Jimmy Johnson, you know. Like they really trying to find an identity, trying to find some piece, and they feel like the job that he did, Mario did at Oregon, was enough to prove to them like, okay, he can turn this um, team around. Even though, again, his team did choke against one team, and they choked against another team too um, that got them their first loss this season. So they were three lost team. They lost two against Utah. I don't know what the other team was. But that was, that was a team that they should have not lost to. Is basically what I'm implying. So I'm not sure if he's like the greatest guy going to be in Miami. But yeah, I think he's still going to do just fine. So those are the car- car- coaching carousels. And we're going to stay with football for for majority of it. Uh, and then we'll get into the one last thing that's uh, something I've been meaning to get into. So, But I'm going to try to run through it. I'm going to try to run through it. The NFL, what you might have missed, uh, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Chiefs, they write the ships. The Bucks, they were 6-3. and three. I think I think they won four straight. And there was nothing wrong with them, you know. But you're like, 6-3, and three, they're so much better than this and whatever. They were going to write it anyway. They play in a weak division. Carolina faltering. Atlanta just not that great. New Orleans has been very unlucky. Kamara has been out. Jameis out for the year. Trevor Simeon did okay but not great. Um, Injuries all around. Mark Ingram in and out with, uh, with an injury and then COVID. So also a tough schedule too. They had to play Buffalo. I remember. I think they also had to play uh, Tennessee. So even even without Derek Herman, they could be a tough out. But still, they're fine, Tampa. And with this winning streak, they just show you that ten wins already. And it's and it's just like, I mean, what what, what were we doing? Like criticizing? Like oh, it's like six and uh, six and three. Oh my God, they have so many losses. Like come on. Come on, they have a good roster. I mean, I, are we we really doubting that they're going to make the playoffs? We know we're going to they're going to make the playoffs. So I just had to just emphasize, as great as they are, they still technically had to right the ship. And I hope you see the irony with me bringing that up. Um, when it comes to the Chiefs, this was a team that we did very much panic again uh, with. They've won six straight now. They were three and four, and now they're nine and four. They had a blowout game against the Raiders. I think they, you could say, blown out them twice, and that's impressive because Oakland was was doing pretty well. Um, and I'm going to anything I talk about when it comes to the team, I'm going to bring up in a little bit later. You're going to see why, but I'm not surprised they blew out the Raiders. Let's just say that. Um, and I, and I'm looking at the, the divisions. Here. All of them are up for grabs. All of them up for grabs. Even with Kansas City, you still got the Chargers, right? Broncos seven and six. They had an emotional, great win. And rest in peace, Demarius Thomas. I I I, I love Demarius Thomas. Uh, you had the AFC South, the fight between the Titans and the Colts. Basically, anyone in the AFC North can win that division. With the Ravens uh, and, and, and Lamar getting hurt, Steelers six and six, two games back, and then the Patriots and the Bills and the Dolphins. I'm very surprised the Dolphins have won five straight. Now they're six and seven, coming off their bye. Bills lost two in a row. 
and I think they lost four of their past five or three of their past four or something like that. They their defense doesn't look great, and I it's because a lot of people you might want to say, oh, you know, they just haven't played that well, whatever. Darius White, their shutdown corner out for the season. Injuries matter. You cannot forget big names. But yes, again, the Patriots winning seven in a row, two and four, now nine and four. People love hyping up Mac Jones. I'm sorry, he, he he's he's okay this season. He's gonna do. I I can see greatness in him. I can. I also can see greatness in a lot of people. But when it comes to him, it's really just the running game and defense. I mean, Bill Belichick and any other classic coach loves doing that, and it's a. It's let, let's not let's not overthink it. It's a it's a great strategy, okay. But in a pass heavy league, people are like wait wait you can win by running ball. Yeah, you can actually. Sherlock, Bill Belichick with that uh with that snowy, windy windy game, probably pissed off some uh, fancy owners. I'll tell you that, but he loved doing what he did. Just playing defense and running the ball. And that's how they're winning. Stevenson, Damon Harris, Kendrick Bourne even gets the carry. Doesn't have to pass the ball a lot. Defense is one uh, is the best in the league. And it, and they're what the one of the one of the top teams. I don't I'm not sure if they're the one seed because they're they have the same record as the Titans and the Chiefs. Which, again, it's very impressive that the Chiefs and Titans do, given their obstacles. But I don't, I don't know what tiebreakers, who's actually the one seat right now. But I'm very, very, very happy for the Patriots game, back on track, getting away from, oh, you need Tom Brady. Because I do think in that discussion, Belichick takes um, the gold with that one. The fact that he's the coach and general manager, right? Brady does do what he needs to do on the field, but Belichick does what he needs to do off the field that impacts on the field during the game and before the game, and also after the game too. He just does a whole lot with so many people that Brady does with a, with a fair amount, right? Like 10, 20 people. Instead of doing a whole roster of like 50 or so people and then you also got to deal with the coaches, every single assistant and coach, Brady talks with a good amount of people, Belichick has to talk to everybody. And I'm not even trying to bring this Belichick-Brady thing. I'm not. I honestly, it's it's past us. But it just this winning streak sends the message of the greatness of Bill Belichick. This might be one of his best seasons I heard. Because he's he's dealing with the Brady versus himself thing, dealing with uh, not really having a rookie quarterback, right, and not really having that much an identity to go off of, right, low expectations, and he's doing this. The Bills were favored to go to the Super Bowl, them or the Chiefs, but at least the Bills were favored to win the division. Now they're two games up, technically three. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with when they face face each other again. But they, the Bills did lose at home against the Patriots, albeit abnormal conditions. But you got to give them a whole lot of credit. A whole lot of credit. So, yes, like I said, all the divisions in the AFC are up for grabs. Now, in the NFC, it's only the West, Right? Arizona, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle's done. They're done. I'm going to get into Seattle in one second. But yeah, the South's basically locked up. The North's basically locked up. The The East is not necessarily locked up, but I think it will be. Cowboys are going to take care of business. It's rather simple. Um, but the biggest thing I wanted to talk about with NFL, given what I just talked about, right? And this is a great... There's actually a great way to segue into um, my next my next thing after this. But given what I just talked about with college football and the coaching carousels, 
I want to kind of like preview the the head coaches that are kind of like on the hot seat right now, right? At least the more notable ones, right? And I'm not really including first year head coaches except for one man. But other than that, I'm, I'm going to tell you whether or not they're going to make it, they're, they're going to um, get fired or not, mid season or after or the off season. So, so that one man. First, he's Urban Meyer, and I think he's gone. When there's smoke, there's fire, and there's just a whole lot of smoke with this guy. Too much smoke for my taste, and I do not want to get first degree or secondhand smoke. Okay. Now, the owner is very patient, and he did very much covet Urban Meyer, which is the argument against me here. But at the same time, there was just so much controversy. So much. It's just... It, it, you really, at some point, just had to realize, I have to change the culture. And am I doing it with the right guy? It seems like Urban Meyer is just a college coach. He's treating people um, as if they're, they're kids or, uh, or they're teenagers. You know, like, he's the dad and they're not. Right, he, he, from reports, like he doesn't treat them like adults. The players, uh, he calls the head coaches losers. Uh, the assistant coaches losers. You know, this is not college, Urban. What kind of name's Urban anyway? I know Keith Urban is a country singer, but okay, that's not the point. Point is, is that he's gone. Okay, and the only reason he wouldn't be gone is because of the owner loving him too much and wanting him too much and being in denial too much but like i said i think he's gone i don't i think he the owner also has to realize the pr in having headlines be strictly about the head coach every week there's something wrong with that so then the next one is um mike zimmer right vikings fact that you haven't done much since you got Kirk Cousins. The funny part is is that you did a lot with Case Keenum. And then as soon as you replaced him with Cousins, you haven't been back to the NFC Championship game. It's kind of funny to think about it. But whether they make the playoffs or not, if he doesn't go to the NFC Championship game, he's, he's going to be fired. Him or Kirk Cousins. I prefer both of them. I'm not a huge Kirk Cousins guy. Just has not been clutch. At least enough. And people feel like, you know, oh, he's worth it, you know, whatever. He puts up good stats. But that doesn't always win you uh, football games when it matters most. He's not a guy that plays well in the lights. Okay. And it was an impressive win against the, the Steelers. On paper, they almost blew the game. But still, I think Zimmer's gone. There's six and seven. They're not going to do a lot. Even if they make a run, they're not going to do a lot in in the playoffs. And you can say, oh, that's on the roster, you know, whatever. But even this season, not I'm not really going to count last. They they had a lot of rookies, but before that. Had a good roster, didn't do much with it. I blame Kirk for that too. So I'm, I'm, I would just wipe the slate clean. And then you have Matt Rule of Carolina. Now he's not gone. For the same reason also that Joe Judge is not gone. They're heading into their third year next year. Both teams are going to be very frustrated and they're going to be on the hot seat. But they want to establish patience once more. Especially when Joe Judge, the expectations were so high. And then Matt Wool, it became very high after their hot start. But realizing that the roster is just not where it needs to be. You're going to give them one more season. You don't want. To quit on them too quickly when you might tell yourself, I didn't give them a fair shot to play this out. And football, all, and all you might need is one more shot. 
right? The first season, okay, you're not going to be the Golden Knights, all right? No one's blazing out on fire in the first season, okay? Second season, okay, I want you to be a little bit better. Both teams weren't. That's why they're on the hot seat. But the third season, that's where everything's supposed to click. Forget about what happened the first two years. Everything is just supposed to click. You got more chemistry. You, you, you got more off-season training, right? You you just got more work in. You feel good, right? Fresh slate. Everyone zero zero. I expect them to stay. Now the general manager, you can question about Carolina. I keep hearing that Dave Gelman's gone, and that could say Joe Judge. Because they do really like him. And for a moment, I did too. And I, and, I'm, and the jury's still out on him. With, with me liking him. Now, at least. Because I hear that, you know, he's, he's a tough-nosed, old-school kind of guy. But then he's very conservative ma- making calls, decisions on the field. And that's kind of contradictory to me. So then you also have Matt Nagy and Pete Carroll. Two guys that 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 been in the league steadfast past four or five years. Kale being way so longer, but Matt Nagy's gone. He's gone. He he he's been long gone. Bears are not doing nothing. They won't do anything. He's gone. I don't have to waste my breath more. He's gone. Pete Carroll, kind of like the same thing with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Won a Super Bowl, should have won more, and then slowly but surely after that opportunity to to win a second one, the relationship deteriorated. And the reason why I I so I'm unsure with Pete Carroll. I if I were to choose right now, I think he's gone after this season. But really, it depends on the rest of the season, how he and Russell fare out. Like, how do they win games? How do they lose games? Right? He's not had that much of a rushing game, which, you know, may lean into what Wilson wanted. He wanted to pass the ball. But also, you know, the O-line has not really done its job that well. So I don't... Seattle is in a very weird position. And I'm going to talk about them a little bit more later. But like I said, if I were to say right now, I think he's gone. But it really does depend on him and Wilson and then what ownership makes of that. Because I think they would choose Russell over P. Carroll. I really do. And then is P. Carroll going back to college? I don't think so. I think what what his next adventure is retirement. If you ask me, like it's either Seattle or nothing. So then uh, I got NFL picks. I did that. Um, I think my second episode didn't do great with that. I'm going to try again. I'm not going to do the lines. I'm just going to go straight up. Who's winning it? I'm going to try to go. I'm just going to run through it here because we still got one more thing. It's going to take a little bit of time. So here it is, uh, my NFL picks. Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers on the road, keep the momentum going. Raiders against the Browns. Browns look decent against Baltimore, against a Lamar Jackson-less Ravens. But the Raiders are just a mess. They're just an absolute mess right now. They look bad against Kansas City. So at home, Saturday night, Browns win that one. Patriots at Colts, so that that's interesting. Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, defense. I just think wins out. Carson Wentz is a turnover pro machine. Patriots get to him, easy. Patriots win that one on the road. Saturday Night Football. Texans and Jags. So I actually had the Jags winning this one before Sunday slate, but because of what I seen. Between the two teams the uh, this, uh, this past Sunday, I like the Texans. Jags putting up zero just is an abomination against the Titans teams that just was not there. That's not there this season. 
Mike Variable's specialty defense, they haven't been playing that great. And they and they hold the Jags to zero. And then the Texans were in it against the Seahawks at one point. So it's a toss up. I would avoid that game at all costs if to choose it in any capacity. But if I had to, I'll I'll, to, I'll choose the Texans. And it seems like that they're better run as a head head coach. Urban Meyer versus David Coley, and I would choose Coley. No question. This one's interesting. This one's a tough one. Titans in Pittsburgh against the Steelers. Titans look good against a bad, really bad team. The Steelers looked good enough late against a fair team in the Vikings. The, I'm choosing the Steelers because they had they're at home and now the defense is not great. I know that. Even though AJ Brown's not there, Julio Jones just got back. Like who's who's really on the Titans that you fear if you're the Steelers? But the biggest difference maker to me is the fact that you have more rest than the Titans still. You play on Thursday, now you get to play on Sunday. That's big. That's big. And that's also why I'm going with the Eagles when they play Washington. The Eagles get a bye. Washington looks sluggish, and then they got going. They have a QB switch in there with Kyle Allen. The Eagles have more stability. They have the bye. Just going with the Eagles, going with the home team, going with the rest thing. Same thing with the Dolphins facing the Jets. Now, the Jets stink. Elijah Moore, uh, Corey Davis, I think they're going to be out for the season. Um, the Dolphins on a huge winning streak. They have the bye week. It's an easy pick. Same logic with the previous two, but it's an easy, easier pick. And you know what's easier. Cowboys in the Meadowlands facing the Giants. No doubt in my mind. Cowboys are winning that one. Cardinals at Lions. I take that back. This is actually really easy. Cardinals are being Lions in Detroit. Simple. Panthers at Bills. Now, this one also can be considered easy too. I'm taking the Bills. But you don't know what's happening with Josh Allen and his injury. Uh, came with a walking boot. What I heard. Panthers do really look bad. So... What, whoever the quarterback is, I'm still taking the Bills. Overall, they have a better roster. I like the coach better. He's more experienced. As a whole, they're more experienced. They're at home, and they know they need to win this game bad. Carolina's probably already accepted their faith. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's too late. You lost too many games after a hot start. That's because of Sam Darnold, but it is what it is. You accept that, and you move on. Then you get into the later slate of games. Bengals... In Denver, I had the Bengals winning this one. And I love what I saw from Denver against a bad team. And it's an emotional win. I'm opting. To, I'm still going the Bengals, actually. So I thought about Denver. But I think that it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. So uh, they what they went through this past week. Now they're going to get back to earth and uh, and they're going to play how Denver usually plays. Bengals need to win this one. They need to. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Like Denver is at home, you know, whatever. But they're also fairly inconsistent. And the Bengals losing the way that they get against the Niners. And trying to keep up in the wild card race, they know they gotta win this one. They got the offensive firepower, so I'm going with them. Assuming that the emotions might actually play a role with 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 Denver, um, in a negative way. Like they they overwhelmed on Sunday. They played well, and now it might be a little taxing to them. Like that that. Some an effect like that is plausible in any given sport. So then you got the Falcons and the 49ers. It was a good win, like I said. Uh, the Falcons also had a good win, but 
the Pointers are just a better team. They're at home. Taking them over the Falcons. I'm on, and then I'm going to take the Packers against the Ravens. If Lamar was playing, I would take the Ravens. But since he's not, I, I got no choice but to take the Packers. And they look good in Chicago after a really bad first quarter. But then they just got going and everything just was like... That's not a terrible defense, by the way. I know they don't have Khalil Mack. But 45 points? Jeez, man. Uh, now against the Ravens, really banged up. Yeah, the, the Rodgers might do the same. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Lamar is. But I got to take the Packers until I hear anything else. Seahawks against Rams, easy too. I'm taking the Rams. Seahawks are just a mess right now. Saints at Tampa Bay. Like I said, Saints are really unlucky. Tampa Bay's on a roll. Tampa Bay's also at home. Got to go with them. And then Monday Night Football, Vikings against Chicago. I already said this a bit earlier. Kirk Cousins is not great during the night games. He did play Thursday Night Football. They do have more rest. And they did win. But he personally did not do great. I think he threw two interceptions in that game. Or even if it was just one. The fact that he allowed the series to come back into it and make it a game. It's also in Chicago in December. Now, Justin Fields is a rookie. He's inexperienced. He doesn't exactly know how to play in Chicago in December. But he should have an idea by this point. And even as a whole, the defense should know. And the offense should know. So those are my NFL picks. Uh, Good luck with everyone gambling or just trying to be like a guru and try to get them all right. Uh, Please do not take my advice uh, verbatim. Don't send stone account. I don't think I don't think I'm perk with with anything, let alone predicting something in the future. So that's that's it. That's what, that that's those are uh, that's my update for today. Those are my picks, my college football update, NBA, NFL updates. Uh, hopefully, you guys appreciate that because I I really do feel like uh, it was very much necessary uh, to do to do all that. And um, yeah, I, I I definitely am back for sure uh talking about recent live nba stuff i know i talked about uh you know the 124 franchises and where they are but this is this is definitely way more what i need to get back into and i'm and, I'm, and i would love to hear you guys social media or you text me email me it doesn't matter but until then i've, I've been loving the support i've been getting Thank you so much for that, and until then, or until I hear from you, or you hear from me, I'll see you guys shortly. Alright, have a nice weekend. See you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with double A.